0: Greetings, DD players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Koreath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. As usual, we are going to go around our virtual table and reintroduce you to our lovely players. Going backwards this time, we will start off once again with the one person that loves to
1: start first, Rosie. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rosie. I play a guardsman of the city of Krea, named Aylon, a uh, champion fighter, yada, yada, yada. That's who I am. Everybody knows I'm a half elf now. Not that great a secret, but here we go. Either way, the cat's out of the
0: bag. <laughs> Moving on to the one woman in the party with many secrets her player, Gia.
2: Hi, I'm Gia. I'm playing Chatwin Darcy, reborn half-elf sorcerer. Just having a great time, not keeping any
0: secrets from my new friends. Oh yes. You tell them every little thing that's in your mind. I'm so honest.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, Chatwin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now we move on to the resident good boy whose character is actually honest, Andrew.
3: Oh, I don't know about... I mean, I guess honest in the sense that I, I wouldn't know a lie if I... You know, I, poor old Thael'thu doesn't know anything. It's fine, he, he can't lie. But yes, I'm playing, I just mentioned Thael'thu, reborn lizard lizardfolk, cleric druid of the star-related subclasses, uh, who, who absolutely has no secrets. None at all.
0: Absolutely not. And how could he when half of his memories are gone? <laughs> But we move on to the resident simple man of the party. Well, his player, anyway. Jeremy.
4: Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremy, and I play the big, lovable, dead blacksmith of the party named Damien. And uh, Damien's just a simple man for the most part, and it seems my DM really likes to throw things in my face about my life. Sorry? All the love. <laughs>
0: You made a character with trauma. (laughs) Isn't that the point of being a DM? To bring up all of your characters? Horrible past.
1: Okay, listen, you.
0: (laughs) And shove it in their face.
4: Yeah, I've done it to you a few times.
0: Yes, you have. Yes, you have. And last but not least, we move on to another wonderful DM of mine, although everyone in this group has DM'd for me, who has shoved past related things in my face his player has not had anything from his past shoved in his face just yet but he's definitely getting there we have nathan
5: soon it's coming uh hi everyone i'm nathan and i play rubo a uh asimar pain in the ass fuck boy extraordinaire rogue paladin that's me
0: asimar pain in the ass indeed <laughs> Speaking of said ASMR pain in the ass, we move on to our recap, where we detail the craziness that this group got into while in the city of Garibia. Looking around, they discovered a very sick man named Jeffrey on the floor who Rubo had to ask his name before deciding to leave him for dead because he was covered in boils and a rash yeah. and definitely looked very sick. Everyone went rushing out of there back towards Alon and Damien, who had met at the stables, who scolded everyone for leaving an innocent man to die before turning around to uh go collect him per Damien's insistence, and take him wherever the relief effort has been has been set up, which seems to be in the city hall at the center of Garibia, where a slew of clerics have been taking people in who are ill and attempting to get the town back to where it was. They drop Jeffrey off with these clerics before moving to leave. But caught sight of some very strange mist, fog, appearing as they were leaving. Deciding to stay a night to sort of keep an eye on the city, they saw it appear one more time prior to the morning coming, Damien actually stepping into the city in the middle of the night to check it out, and... Ultimately, the party decided they would stay a little longer to do some further investigating before moving on to Thelthu's home. So we return to the party now as they head into the city of Garibia once again to enact their plan of scoping things out.
5: To kill Jeffrey!
1: (laughs) Ruba, we're not killing Jeffrey.
5: You don't. Sorry.
1: Just let Elon get onto him.
5: It doesn't happen if you don't see it.
0: <laughs> Snake attack, bitch.
5: Does a tree that falls in the wood make noise?
0: I mean, yes. Anyway. But how do you know? Anyway, we move back to the group as they start to head towards the city once again. I know you guys were kind of splitting up a bit here. I know Chatwin is going to City Hall. Who else is going where?
4: I believe me and the are gonna go talk to the cats,
0: yeah, wherever that is, yes, wonderful
1: rubo elon i I think will Elon looks at rubo you wanna just let's just go walk around and talk to people. no offense, we're useless here
5: um, I thought I was helping Javan sneak into the
1: uh, I mean go ahead, I mean,
2: I'm not sneaking in, I'm just walking in and talking to people
5: okay. Seems like plans have changed on the way here. I'm very confused now.
2: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I'm not the most stealthy. I'm just good at talking to people and uh, investigating situations. So that's, that's where I succeed normally.
1: And not getting sick. Apparently. And not
2: getting sick. Strong, strong uh, body.
5: Fine. I'll let you out and go along. And uh, I'll, I'll go with you, Aylon. Sounds like a nice stroll around the town.
2: Oh, um, if I thought of something else. If you two happen to stop by the library again or any sort of um, store that supplies for um, magic users, I do still have copies of these runes from the Feywild that's our foe left behind. I got a pretty good, eh, pretty okay sense of them, but just if you have anything just on, find any books on any types of, like, Magics or runic symbols, if if it happens to cross your path.
5: Rubo's totally glazed over right
2: now. I'm mostly talking to Ayla.
1: <laughs> okay, so you want me to go book shopping?
2: If it's convenient for you when you walk around town.
1: I mean, yeah, why not? If there's somebody alive, you know?
2: Yeah, just figured I'd ask.
1: Um, on, Rubo.
0: Appreciate it. Okay. Alrighty, so... In order to figure out who we follow first, since this session's going to be primarily RP-based anyway, uh, from the looks of it, with all you're investigating, everyone go ahead and roll me, one person from each group, go ahead and roll me a d20 to see who goes first.
3: bail Sure. Just a d20, not initiative, right?
0: Yeah, just a straight d20.
5: you rolling?
3: You roll. Okay. Then yeah, I'll roll.
5: That's a 14 for
3: me and Alon. Nice. Seven. And me and Damien have a nine.
0: Okay. So it looks like we are starting with Rubo and Elon as you walk around looking to speak to people and go book shopping for Chatwin.
1: I suppose we're going to try to find a bookstore, but if we pass anybody who looks at least somewhat healthy, just kind of possibly ask maybe some questions along the line of, Hey, so what's going on with everyone in town being sick and that kind of stuff?
5: Are you, are you sick and need to be put in, out of your misery?
1: No, Rubo. No.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and make me perception check. Both of us? Uh, Yes, you both can make it to sort of find people to that would seem fairly healthy to speak to. Elon has a 12. That's a 10
5: for Rubo, a 9 plus 1.
0: Nice. Yeah, so you're able to find a couple of um everybody seems to be kind of darting in and out of their homes like to whatever businesses they me- need to make stops at quickly before returning. That seems fairly healthy in nature. The only people you've seen sort of ambling about look like they have some boils and whatnot starting on their skin.
1: Yeah, we're we're probably not speaking to them.
0: <laughs> mhm.
1: Alon, back in
5: Kriath, what would what would you do with if you had a bunch of people getting sick? You're you a member of the guard, right?
1: I mean, my guess is that the Higher Council would probably give an order to throw them out of the city. Well, wow. I, I okay. Maybe that's a little extreme. We probably do what they're doing. We have a place for quarantine and stuff. I mean, nobody would be into the inner city. Because obviously no one wants to get sick there, any guards that would be on the outer ring would probably stay on the outer ring just so they don't bring it to the inner ring and yeah, I'd probably be moved outside and basically be abandoned. so
5: were you more on the outer or the inner?
1: I'm more on the inner
5: It's like a higher importance or
1: so there's main families, basically, I guess you could display them all by race, so you have the you have the elves, you have the dwarves, the humans, and the halflings, and basically you, we kind of keep to each other for the most part. The Outer Ring is kind of everybody else.
5: Where are the half elves?
1: In the Outer Ring, most of them living on streets. Wow. So that means that somebody in my family stepped out of their family.
5: So your family are the
1: high elves then? Yes. That's why you're
5: disguising yourself to fit in?
1: That is why I've been forced to, yes. Because I would be a disgrace, and I would make the whole family a disgrace, and it could throw basically a power struggle. To be fair, I don't even know who either of my parents are. I I have a family, but from what I imagine, they are some type of cousins of, I don't know.
5: So me as a human, I could live in the inner area? You could. Or only if you're part of the families?
1: Only really if you're part of the families or related. I mean, or if you get paid really well, you can pay the inner circle. It, it's it's difficult to understand. I try not to pay attention to it, most of it. it. It's, um, you know what rich people are like? Unfortunately. Same manner of speaking.
5: Do you... Want to go back?
1: I mentioned this before. My, uh, technically my servant, she basically raised me. She's like a mom. And I kind of snuck out and I I joined the guardsmen. And now I can go around in public. They can't hide me and they can't really say anything. Or there'll be questions and an investigation raised. And I enjoyed the guardsmen. I have a, a good amount of friends. I'm a captain. If I could leave there and everything would be fine and I feel good about it I wouldn't mind leaving but I have to I have to get my friend out I have to make sure she's okay
5: Makes sense Did and kind of pauses for a second to think he's like when you joined the guard were was that a bad thing I feel like most of these hoity toity types don't like to do real work
1: <laughs> I mean my family was obviously not happy about it. They uh kind of brought to light that i could they indirectly told me that I was putting the family secret me in danger but if i I had already signed up before the guardsmen by the time they even said something, so by the time if I had said fine, i'll stay home, and the guardsmen will ask where where I am and why I haven't come to training and duty. <laughs> duty god damn it sorry (laughs) you're good so i trapped my family for and i i made i made my way so i could actually live instead of hiding in a house well
5: i think the world needs to see what you have to offer before they judge you by the sins of your family i mean yeah to me it sounds like you you should let your family be deposed of whatever crap that they've grown for themselves.
1: And I might let that happen. Where did you I get? I guess uh, get raised up at?
5: Oh
3: <laughs> I don't know.
5: Whatever street corner was available at the time. I, I don't really have a, a true home. I never knew my parents although from the sounds of it maybe knowing your parents isn't all that cool in the first place. I guess I, I don't know I, I had someone in my life that was looking after me from time to time, similar to, to your friend who I cared for, but he's no longer with us anymore, so.
1: I'm sorry. It's
5: okay. He, he was a very old, crotchety man when I met him, and he got even older and even crotchetier. Uh, but he made sure that I didn't go hungry for more than a few days at a time, and I guess, you know, it's learning the world yourself is hard but it teaches you a lot of things
1: very very true
5: may have got me mixed up with the wrong people from
1: time <laughs> to time but. if we ever manage to get to kriath and if i do manage to smuggle you all in y'all you know, gotta try S mae's baking anything she makes is great
5: well we'll have to talk the author into it because you know he only eats good berries but if she, if she could whip, whip up a snackum I I'm down. I'll be there.
1: Y'all got to really show me what a snackum is. I really don't understand.
5: We got to find somewhere that I can get some more made. I did have a couple brought, but I did eat them on the way already.
0: And as you guys are kind of finishing up this conversation, an older woman who looks fairly healthy kind of stumbles out into the street and is like, "What are you fools doing out
1: here? Can't you see there's a plague going on?"
5: I go, oh! And I, like, grab Alon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, hello, ma'am. How are, you,
0: how are you today? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm fine considering it's the start of the end of the world, but what do I know? I'm just a crotchety old woman.
1: Oh, god.
5: <laughs> Something about this feels very comfortable and familiar to me, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can, can I ask you a few questions? Do you mind? Yes, but make it quick. I need to go home before the butter melts. (laughs) The butter?
5: Ailon. I don't think butter melts. What's she eating?
1: Yeah, so, uh, what, what is it with everybody getting sick around here? When did that start?
0: Oh, um, three days ago.
1: Just three days.
0: Yes. There's only about a dozen people sick right now, but it spreads fast. It always does with these situations. The more people that get sick, the more people it spreads to.
5: Do you guys wash your hands a lot? Sanitize? Uh, I mean, those things can help slow the spread of these diseases.
1: Well, of course we do. We're not heathens.
0: I don't know.
5: I've only been in your town for a few hours.
1: Did uh, something happen at all to start it? Nothing that we know of. The first one to come down with it
0: was actually the... um, now that I think of it, it was the typical physician that came down with it first. But I don't know where he brought it back from. He went to some conference or something in another city to talk about medicine and new innovations in the field. And then he came back and all of a sudden he had boils all over his face.
1: Right. Well, we'll be out of your city and I, I suggest staying safe, ma'am.
0: Oh, we will. That's why you don't see anyone in the streets. They're trying to prevent themselves from getting boils all over their face.
1: I understand completely. One last thing. Do you know if y'all have um, a library or a bookstore of sorts?
0: Oh, yes. The library is the that um, domed building over to the left. And she points and you see a little, about four blocks down the street, essentially, would be a large domed building that does have a sign in the shape of a, an open book hanging from the top.
1: Of course. Right. Thank you, my lady.
0: You're welcome. Stay safe out there. Don't get boils all over your face. And she turns and starts shuffling back towards her home.
5: The, I don't know why there's something about her. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of seems comfy. All right. Uh, he's going to head over to the library and immediately begin, I guess, looking for something based on what Chat One described. Can
5: Rubo look for romance novels?
0: (laughs) Yes, you may. Both of you roll investigation check, please.
5: (laughs) That's an 18 on the die, plus one,
0: 19. You find an entire section full of romance novels.
1: Oh my god. I don't know why Chatwood asked me to get this. 11. (laughs) It didn't roll that great.
0: All right. What did Chatwin ask you to get again?
1: Something
2: related to the just runes. Just books on magic or magical symbols or runes. Just yeah. generally stuff like that. I just looked back at my notes and realized I had
0: some stuff that I never investigated. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you would be able to find... You would only be able to find one book that specifically is for magical symbols and runes. And it's it's very thin. It, it's essentially you kind of flip through it for a minute it it essentially seems like magic runes and symbols for dummies so it's not very in-depth
1: i'm gonna buy it (laughs) there's actually no clerk in here oh i'm just gonna take it in like uh okay i don't have that great of an intelligence so i'm gonna think oh this is perfect for chat one
0: fantastic rubo how many romance novels are you swiping
5: What's the best one? And what's it called,
0: Emma? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Putting me on the spot here, damn it. After reading the backs of multiple novels, you do actually find one that seems to be highly recommended as you see that it had a plaque in front of where it was sitting on the shelf that stated that it had a wait list to be checked out. Interesting, it's called "Forbidden by Fate Ooh. <laughs> From what you can tell from the back of the book, it is about two lovers, one of whom died early but remained as a ghost in the world, and the two essentially were racing to find a way to be together again without the other one dying. <laughs>
4: Possessing bodies for
5: fun. <laughs> it
1: probably has more information than the book I found. <laughs> I, I
5: do pocket this.
0: Fantastic. Oh my god, bedtime stories. You can so we'll sit around the campfire and you can read it aloud to the whole group. Read all the ghosts oh, smut to everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Productive use of our time. But what the fuck are you looking at? Oh, 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 oh. No, I just put it in my <laughs> shirt. Nothing. Look, I guess nobody's here, so I'm just gonna take these.
5: Oh, yeah. Is there no There's no one in the library?
0: No. You haven't seen anyone that looks like an employee anywhere.
5: Cool. Yeah, I pocket it. I'm not even all that sneaky about it. I just kind of take it.
1: Fantastic. And then I guess we head back. The edge of town.
0: Alrighty. And with that, we will cut over to the other side of town where Damien and Thelthu are making their way back towards where the cats were.
3: So Damien, where exactly are we going for these cats? The cats should be up around here. I'll show you. Takes them
4: to the spot where they like to hide.
0: All right. Like I said before, you would find yourself at like a corner house next to an alleyway. That has these little, like, cat shelters essentially built into the side of the house, as Damien would show you.
4: I just go over, reach into that little hole and push the fan aside and it's like...
0: And you would receive no
3: response.
4: Hmm. It's usually in there. That's why it was out of
3: here. I mean, I'm sure the cats like to wander around.
4: That's probably true. Close up the little, like, hand thing again, if I can.
0: You see him push essentially what what would be used to feed like a feeding dish in front of the
3: hole.
4: Uh, they're pretty smart. They push this little dish in front of the hole to
3: keep the the mist out. Can I make some sort of like check? Does that sound like nor- like a cat would? Would a cat be smart enough to do that? <laughs> like a nature, maybe.
0: Yeah, make me a nature check.
3: That just that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know. Damien's just going senile. It's fine. Eh, it sounds fine. It's a where's nature. Uh, It's an ape.
0: (laughs) Yep. Sounds like a cool cat
3: to you. (laughs) Strange. Well, I suppose, I mean, look, do we we really want to spend our time looking for cats? I just, I mean, there's a whole city They could be anywhere. Perhaps we could find a, a different animal. I'm trying to think. All I found were cats, right? That
0: was the only thing that you found last night when you were looking around, yes?
4: Well, I mean, all I found were the
3: cats last time. They were right around this area. Right. I guess we could attempt to track the cats. I I don't... This just sounds a little silly, I think. But uh, perhaps we could figure it out.
4: Um, It's fine. We can can just go meet up with the others. Hopefully they found something more interesting. I was hoping the cats might have had a little bit of information, seeing as how they typically move around the city without others noticing.
3: No, it it's a good idea. I'm not trying to say it's not. Well, maybe we keep an eye out and we find either them or perhaps a different animal on our way back to the others.
4: All right, let's do that.
0: All right. So you both head back in the direction of where you all decided to meet up. Make me a quick perception check as you're heading back to see if you find any other animals as you're walking.
3: I got a 15, 9 plus 6.
4: I get a 19.
0: Alrighty. It is definitely much quieter during the day. You would be able to spot like a couple rats, but the cats aren't anywhere to be found on your
3: way back.
4: I don't suppose that you'd be able to talk to a rat.
3: Well, I well. I talked to a horse, and I'm presuming I could talk to any other sort of animal. Again, I really haven't gone out of my way to do so, but I see no reason why I couldn't. So I'll cast speak with animal and attempt to speak to the rats.
0: Alrighty. Is there any sort of check that needs to be made or anything? Or is it just
3: speak with animals allows me to comprehend them and talk to them. Their knowledge and awareness is limited by their own intelligence. But at a minimum, uh, they can give me information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. And then the last sentence is I might you, the player, might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you at the DM's discretion.
0: Yeah, so um you would be able to speak to the rats. What exactly are you saying?
3: Yeah. Uh, hello there, little ones. Um you wouldn't happen to know anything about the the fog or the I suppose you would know about the cats.
0: And they would look up and just be like, Yeah, they try to eat us.
3: Yes, I, I assumed as much. Um do, I shouldn't have mentioned the cats. The fog. Do you know anything about the fog?
0: I mean, yeah. We stay away from it. It's got that sickness in it.
3: Right. Do, do you happen to know where it comes from or anything like that?
0: Nah. just kind of appears here. Right. That...
3: And you wouldn't know where the cats hang out to avoid them?
0: Uh, they have some sort of weird shelter thing that some old lady built on the side of a house.
3: Right. We were there and there were no cats. Um, alright. He's gonna like just turn to Damien. Is there anything else besides asking about the fog and the cats that I should ask these rats? No, that, that, that'll that be fine. Well, I'm turning to the rats. Terribly sorry to have bothered you to uh, go about your rat business, I suppose.
0: I mean, thanks. You got any cheese?
3: Uh, no, but I, I do have this and I'll cast Goodberry for the rats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they will happily take some good berries and scamper off.
3: Fed for weeks. <laughs> That's ten whole rat meals.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah.
3: And then, yeah, I'll just relay to Damien that the the rats didn't know anything. Alright, we'll head back and wait for the rest of them. And before, just to quick mention, not that I am one to preach things, but I don't know exactly what you've been through. You mentioned with your uh, late wife, but... Emotions can be a dangerous thing. Just, I mean, that I suppose that has happened a bit before, but not everything can be solved. I suppose.
4: Uh, I understand. I just I saw something that
3: people might need help. I figured I'd help. No, I understand. It's just, well, I we tried. I mean, Rubo, our healings didn't work. This is beyond us, and. There must be others out there in this world that it's yeah. their specialty, I suppose.
4: I agree, but from my experience, those people aren't always around,
3: and if you have a chance to do good, you should try to do good.
4: That's at least how I've tried to live my life.
3: No, that that seems fair and, and good and, and such. I'm not trying to, to deny that, and it's not that I'm opposed to helping these people, it's just, well, it seems a bit, well, we're, we're a bit powerless, and it's out of our hands, and I'll say, in the stars.
4: Yeah. I agree. I just figured we'd give it a shot. But I'm I'm okay if we do not find anything.
3: Alright, well, unless we see any cats on our way back, or when we meet the others, I think we may be out of luck.
4: Alright. Thank you for your help, Delta. It means a lot. Of course. It's
3: no problem.
0: And with that... As you guys make your way back to the agreed upon meeting place, we cut over to our third and final member of the party as she climbs the stairs to City Hall, making her way past clerics carrying in more sick people.
2: I definitely did a thing before entering where I, like, walk up to the steps, I stop and I turn around and I walk back. I seem to psych myself up and I go back up to the steps and then I walk back. And then on the third try, I finally do, make it up the steps and I'm just so stiff the entire time. I got the uh, mask over my face. I'm trying
0: not to touch anyone. <laughs> and in the back of your mind, you hear it's about them time. This is not going to get you sick. You know, you can't get sick. It's not that's,
2: it's not the getting sick parts that I'm worried about. I don't like them touching me.
0: Okay. Whatever.
2: Compassionate as always.
0: Okay. You're the one to put yourself in this situation. I have no compassion for you there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look
2: for the head cleric or whoever seems to be leading this charge, whoever seems
0: to be leading this town in this time of strife. And as you enter into the city hall, you come into what appears to be like a large meeting hall of sorts in this opening room but what was originally benches you see what appear to be more of the like apprentice level clerics clearing out benches to make room for temporary beds as you see kind of spread out among this main room at least 20 people with these like boils and rashes in various stages of taking over their bodies spread out amongst the space they're clearing out benches that would have been used for sitting during like meeting times to make room for them to be laying onto the floor and there's about four or five clerics that are circling around making sure that washcloths are kept wet and any medication that's being given to them is administered but, as far as someone that looks higher up and looks like more of a leader, you do see someone that while carrying himself with a bit more of a like confident like tall stature, he's in very a very simple like sort of like button down tunic that's meant for business casuals the best way i can put it (laughs) along with some standard slacks like he looks like he's trying to dress up without dressing up too much okay and he's got hair his hair pulled back in like a man bun as he seems to be sort of discussing with a man with more elaborate robes sort of embroidered with gold patternings on them. Hmm. So the two of them are like the
2: most high-ranking individuals that I can spot at this moment. Yes. Okay. I kind of crack my neck and one of my eyes kind (laughs) of flickers on its own to the side for a bit. (laughs) And I walk straight up to them and just immediately kind of interject myself into the conversation they're having.
0: Make your pardon. And you see the two stop. Having been as you approached, you would have been able to easily kind of hear them discussing sending out additional people to like check out homes and make sure that all the the sick have been accounted for and treated as soon as possible. But they stop and kind of turn and the one goes, "Um, can I help? You...
2: Hello, uh, my name is Chatwin Darcy. I am here with a few uh, companions of mine. As we are passing through, I couldn't help but notice the little problem that you're having. Uh, I would like to gather some information about this sickness, if I could help you find
0: a way to solve it. The older cleric kind of looks at you as, If you can find anything about this, then please be my guest. Because we've been drawing blanks so far. Well,
2: I would like to try.
0: When did it start? Three days. Three days ago? Who's the first person to get sick? That would have been our uh, doctor. Dr. Malwert. Dr. Malwart. He went, went to some sort of conference and came back and these appeared. So he left and brought it back with him? Yes, that's what we're assuming. Uh, the fog didn't roll in until after he came back. And they both kind of raise eyebrows and they're like, fog? We haven't seen any fog around here. I mean, we get some rolling in from the ocean every once in a while, but... When new groups of people are getting sick, is it normally in the morning that you find them? You find new
2: new groups of people that have gotten sick?
0: I mean, we always go searching in the morning. Hmm. Where's the good doctor now? He was isolated early on, but he's not looking too great since it's been a few days. Can he speak still? Barely. If I would speak with him, please, of course, right this way, and the guy with the man bun kind of breaks away and nods at the the cleric who immediately starts sort of going back to you see he was sort of pouring through books trying to figure out exactly what sort of ritual would be best in this situation, but the man with the man bun leads you off further into the building and into what appears to be like a side office where on like a couch. In that office lays a man who looks to be barely holding it together. He's got, like, the boils are even worse on his face than most of the people outside. But you do also see, like, what appear to be more lumps, like, underneath his clothes. Like, it's spread almost to full body at this point.
2: I kind of shift really uncomfortably, but kind of roll my shoulders back and silently sucking myself up again. Um, uh, Dr. Mowat, I presume, as I say, as I kind of, I'm going to kind of move to pull up a random chair and sit at
0: his bedside. And he would nod very softly.
2: My name is, uh, Chatwin Darcy. I'm here to conduct a short investigation to see if I can't help. I can't make any promises, but I will do what I can. So answer me a few questions if you would, uh. You went out of town for some sort of event, and when you came back, you got sick. Where did you go?
0: He kind of shifts in his spot to sit up. You see him kind of wince in pain as he moves on the couch. He just goes, I went went up to the Fox Grove Oasis. And
2: while you were there, did you catch the ill eye of anyone? Did you have any sour confrontations with anyone, maybe of magical prowess that would have seen fit to inflict this upon you or your town?
0: Oh, I
1: oh, I <coughs> <A> recoil. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You see him, there's like a little pail next to his couch. He kind of spits like what appears to be like blood into it. Oh, excuse me. I went to... I spoke to some very nice people. Everyone was making innovations in medicine. There's always the wackos, but they're common at conferences like this. What kind of wackos? What kind of people? Oh, the usual. The ones that think that they can make it so that someone will never age. or That they can... That by zombifying people, they're making it so that they live forever, <clears throat> um, and that they could still somehow keep their consciousness. We don't. We all know that's not how that works. The science doesn't match up.
2: I'm something of a scientist myself, so. Good. Did you did you get any names of these people?
0: No. Good. We never ask. Good.
2: <sighs> I'm sorry. Um. <clears throat> Uh, back, back, back to the matter at hand. Um, and you, you got sick when you came back. You never encountered any strange fog? You got sick right when you got back?
0: No. It was about a day after I got back. Okay. I, uh, I never encountered any fog, no. Nothing out of the ordinary, anyway. Has anyone died
2: from this sickness yet? Or have they all just been like this?
0: No, if if anyone does, I'll be the first. <clears throat>
2: Question f- for DM. Okay. None of the physical malformities or symptoms or anything like that seem similar to anything that I have seen before in my time experimenting, I is the best way to put it. Um... Like, I don't see any similarities in, like, oh, this looks like something that I have seen. This looks like work I have seen before, almost. Roll me a history check. Yeah, sure. Got a couple theories brewing, but I'm really focused on one. Oh, yes, bitch.
0: That's an 18. Nice. History plus seven. So that's going to be a 25. God, yes. Shit. Okay. As far as work you've seen in experiments that you witnessed, no. Tight. Most of what you witnessed would have had to do with, like, a lot of,
2: um... It was a lot of very specific kind of stuff. Not this. Mm-hmm.
0: It wouldn't have necessarily been... Uh, he wasn't looking into diseases as much as he was looking into... The ways that certain chemicals affected the body. Yeah. You know, like certain things like that. So... Okay. Any experiments that you witnessed would have been very specific things. And as far as his work, he definitely wouldn't have mixed and matched things in the way that this, se- this disease seems to be coming together. Chatwin relaxes,
2: mentally checks something out of her brain and pushes it aside. Uh, <laughs> um... So you got sick so you got sick after you came here you didn't have any ill will with anybody at this meeting of yours and nobody has died as of yet and nobody has seen the fog is there anything strange that has happened in town anybody that has shown up any strange visitors any strange sightings anything of the like
0: not that i can think of no Okay, um, all right. I
2: have companions here with me that are also investigating around town, but it does not seem like many of you knew of the fog. It comes just after dusk and just before dawn, and it lasts for about half an hour. Um, It is a noxious green gas uh, that, if I had to guess, it was probably caused magically, and it is likely the cause of this. Again, these are all theories, I don't know for sure but this is what i've observed in the time that since i've been here we are not able to stay for long but i hope that information helps in some way
0: thank you we'll do our best from here
2: i stand up to leave i walk towards the door but pause look back at the doctor um those kinds of people by the way who are experimenting in lives after death um They are all fucking
0: crazy, and you are right not to listen to them. He nods, and starts coughing horribly again. (sighs) I
2: (laughs) shiver. I am going to walk out. There's nothing else I can think of that I need to get done while I'm here. (sighs) This doesn't look like anything I've seen. I didn't really work in diseases. I've already asked the questions I needed to ask. I'm thinking out loud here. <laughs> yeah, I think I just, um, I think I just take a, the long way back to um, the meeting spot, kind of turning everything over in my head, trying to think of a solution, but I'm not not coming up with much. Sandovac, none of that set off anything for you, I'm guessing.
0: Not that I can think of. <sighs> Then again, all the resources I have are what's in your brain. And there's not much here. Right, right. I really thought for a moment that he extended some of his experiments out to... It doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, we won't know until we go back to check. (laughs) You know he's capable of something like this. Exactly. Which is why I think I'm relieved. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um Yeah, we should go back. We should go back. We should. I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'll go back and share everything I found. Um, which is not a lot,
0: but I'll share everything I found with Party. You all convene back at the entrance to the town.
1: I found you a book.
0: Oh, thank you. Passes it over. This is definitely a book that I... <laughs> for dummies.
1: <laughs> Any sort of arcade for dummies. Uh <laughs> well Elon's like proud of himself. <laughs> like, Ooh, I found something cool. I'm just gonna roll something real quick. Uh um, that's a sixteen deception.
2: Thank you so much, Elon. <laughs> I really appreciate this. <laughs> Uh this is going to be very helpful I can feel it. I'm going to put it in my bag. Anyways, uh <laughs> good. Thank you very much.
4: It ends up going through and correcting everything wrong with the book.
2: <laughs> Basically, I already read and annotated this book when I was like 13. Uh oh, all right. <laughs> but no, I'll Tell them, you know, about the doctor, about how he came to town day after he came back from his conference thing. He got sick.
1: We kind of say the same things. Yeah, we found that out too.
2: I I had a good working theory, but it doesn't match up. I can't... He didn't have any sort of altercations. Nobody cursed the town, as far as I can tell. Uh, I, I just... There's not a lot to... So even if we were staying here for more than just these couple of hours, I, there's no leads to follow, really.
1: I mean, here's one thing hmm. if somebody did curse it, or, you know, magic and all that, if somebody wanted to do something to hurt others, they don't, people don't necessarily need a reason to do it. Mm-hmm. But I can't find anything, or if we can't find anything, then.
2: All right. Um,.
0: I mean, it's still, like, late morning, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It's. I'd say it probably would have, with all that searching around, it maybe would have taken you guys three hours to complete all of your searches and ask your questions. So as far as everything goes, you've still got a decent amount of daylight left.
2: We can still get a good amount of distance in if we leave now. Um, Sorry, Damien, we weren't able to really... Find anything of substance, but
4: that's all right. It's expected. We should probably get heading out then.
2: Still, it's it was nice to try.
4: I agree. I appreciate all the work you all put in.
2: I'm going to sit on the back of my cart and wash my hands for the rest of the day, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I awkwardly laugh at that at my really at my attempt of a self-deprecating joke. <laughs> Just. Uh, climb into the back of the cart
0: <laughs> alrighty and with that you guys head off on your way towards the snakeskin fields and I think that's where we're gonna leave it for tonight ladies and gentlemen yeah. thank you very much for listening to our investigative skills shenanigans and and shenanigans as well Uh, No Jeffrey killing did occur during this episode.
5: Sadly.
1: Our investigating skills that went nowhere.
0: Yup. But if you enjoyed those investigative skills, please be sure to follow us on social media for more fun little clips and such. We are Chronicles of Kriath Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you don't listen to us on typical podcast platforms, We are on YouTube as Chronicles of Kriath Podcast, so you can get your full episodes from there as well. Thank you all again so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye! 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 Bye.
2: Bye. 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 Jeffrey!
1: Jeffrey!
5: Hey everybody, it's Nathan a.k.a. Rubo from Chronicles of Kriath Podcast, with a message from our friends over at instacart we understand that life gets busy both in our fantasy worlds and in real life that's why it's good to save time where you can and instacart can help you save time on your grocery shopping skip the weekly trip and let an unseen servant or a personal shopper as instacart calls them stop at your favorite stores for you They'll pack out anything from fresh eggs and produce to your favorite snack of ingredients all delivered to your door in as fast as one hour and don't worry if you're a picky shopper They pick items with your preferences in mind. But don't take our word for it. Try Instacart for yourself. And if you use the link in our description, you'll get free delivery on your first order over $35. So what are you waiting for? Your groceries aren't going to fall out of the sky, but with Instacart, they can be delivered to your door.